Welcome to Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast with your hosts, Laura Katina and Amy Mara. This podcast was created for businesswomen in particular who are juggling pursuing their career, family life, and all of the things that come along with it. We know that building a career, running a business, and running your life can sometimes seem near impossible. In the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast, Laura and Amy are going to share their experience of building their own careers as female attorneys, raising a family, and their journey to maintain wellness through it all. With more than 25 years of combined experience practicing law and years of juggling business, family, and wellness, they are about to have some very real and honest discussions about what it takes to manage it all and share tips, tools, and truth about how they make it all work. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. We are happy to have you coming back to us and to tune in for this week's episode. And this topic is, I don't know, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a downer, but we kind of really have to talk about it. And it's the topic of professional civility. And what Laura is going to discuss in fine detail is her 24-hour email rule, which I love and I swear by. So I'm really excited to bring that content to you guys. But So the topic kind of came out of, I guess, some of our recent interactions that we've had with some attorneys. I Correct me if I'm wrong, Laura, but like there have just been some instances where we just sit there and we are just dumbfounded by the way that people will still continue to speak to one another in this profession. Like, am I wrong? No, it's really unbelievable. Um, and it, I'm sure it doesn't just go for our profession, but over the years, I've, you know, had many interactions that were not very pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think it's something that, especially if you're in court, that judges appreciate. They don't want to see the bantering and the nastiness back and forth. Um, but whether you're a lawyer or something else, um, you may not be appearing in court, but you still should have some sense of civility. I just can't get over the way I've seen people treat each other um, over the years, specifically in our profession. So Amy and I have some rules that we follow to, you know, keep ourselves above the fray, so to speak, and just like try to maintain civility at all times. Sometimes let's be real. It's really hard, (laughs) really hard. (laughs) You know, if you're dealing with somebody who is just, not, how do you put it nicely, being civil with you, you have to decide for yourself, like, how do you want to show up in that situation? Are you going to match their nastiness? Or are you going to take the high road, take a step back and figure out a better way to respond, right? Totally. And I think um, what the best way to frame this for a business owner, for the CEO, we always go back to this. The CEO is in control of the business. And part of that is the reputation of the business, the reputation of you, the reputation of your business. And I know for me personally, I don't want my reputation to be tarnished by the things that I might have said out of like an emotional state um, or without really taking the time to reflect on what I want to say in that moment. And you know, your reputation can change on a dime when you allow yourself to stoop to the level of being so uncivil with other people. Um, 
And, you know, I, I know that for Laura and I, she and I can go through a Rolodex of specific people that we have had these kinds of interactions with. And guess what? The reason that they stand out to us is because they now have that reputation with us of not being kind, not being professional, not interacting and communicating very nicely. Um, so the, the point of today's podcast really is to go through a few tips. We have three tips that we want to review with you today. Um, of how to really have these interactions and to just keep in mind that you're coming from the place of your reputation and also coming from the place of you showing up as the best version of yourself. And you get to decide, right, how you're going to show up in every given situation. Um, And, you know, it's up to you the way you initiate or speak to others, because when you are, are the one initiating the communication, whether it be, you know, over the phone or in person or by email, um, you get to decide how you're going to show up in that situation. So it's, it's something that you really have to think about. And listen, it's, you can't do it all the time. Sometimes, especially, you know, with us, like if I get an email or a phone call from, that's not so pleasant, um, it's hard to uh, take that control over yourself and not just snap back. It, it's really, really hard. Um, but you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of like nasty exchanges because like Amy said, I can, I have specific instances that I, you know, can recall over my career with people who were just nasty and there's literally, there was just no reason for it. Like I have said to people over the years, um, attorneys, you realize that I'm not suing you personally, right? Because sometimes that's how, that's how they act. Um, and so, you know, even if I am on the receiving end of something like that, um, I have to remind myself like, okay, this is not personal. They have a client that they're advocating for, but just because you're advocating for something, whether it be as a lawyer or anything else, um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't think about how you're treating other people or think about how the message that you are giving is going to be received. So you, you can, you set the tone for the conversation. And I also um, think that this translates into the way that you can, as a business owner, you can lead your team to communicate, but also for us in particular, speaking to attorneys for a moment, this is how you can set specific boundaries with your clients as to how you are going to engage as their attorney. Um, There is absolutely no reason for you to be aggressive and rude and just downright nasty to another attorney. I don't care how adversarial or confrontational our profession can be. Like Laura just said, the attorneys that are guiding these conversations, negotiations, discussions, whatever it is, they are not the ones that are at each other's throats. We are there to represent our clients. And what is the best way to represent them? The the best way would be to represent them in a way that you actually are proud of. And I have these conversations with my clients all the time who will pick up the phone and call me and I will be a sounding board, which is fine. That's the relationship I have with my clients. But I will say to them, okay, now that we've gotten that off your chest, let me Amy it down for you. (laughs) Let me translate it into a way that I'm going to present either to a judge or to an adversary or another professional because I can't use the language or the context that you just said that in, right? So it also comes down to not only the interactions between you, 
but also those people that are on your team. How do you want them representing your business and those clients? How do you want them to be speaking? And quite frankly, maybe if you initiate and set that tone, maybe your clients are going to gravitate to it. And it's so true. If you have somebody on your team who you think could be a little bit more professional or um, just nicer <laughs> to people that are coming into your business, clients, customers, whatever they might be. That's also, I think, an issue that you should communicate about um, because they may not realize they're doing it. Or even like I have had over the years, attorneys who you know were just nasty in a certain conversation. And I would say what I said before, like you realize I'm not suing you. And then they kind of like, take it down a notch <laughs> because sometimes, especially with what we do, like you said, it's very adversarial. I'm representing one client, you're representing another client. And obviously we have two different positions. Um, so it's easy to just, you know, argue, be nasty. Um, but it, it's better if you take a step back, don't behave like that because I have people who I really remember over the years. And now when I see that I have a matter with them or something, I'm like, Oh God. Um, you know, because you don't, you don't forget it. Um, right. but you have to realize that what you're saying is going to affect the person on the other end in some way, shape or form. Um, and so if you're leading a team of people in your business, you know, and you see something or hear something in the way your employees or whatever they are, are speaking to clients, customers, um, it's something that you, can say in a nice way, just say something about how you'll maybe change the tone of the conversation with the client customer, um, something like that. But it's important in so many different aspects, not just for lawyers. Right. And I think that that brings us nicely to the second point we wanted to talk about was, all right, that's great. You can set the tone. You can initiate the conversation to be, you know, as civil as possible. But what do you do when you're on the receiving end of the nastiness? What, what kind of tricks? So the, the second and the third tips are going to be directly pointed to that situation of you are now on the receiving end of just nastiness, something that's just really not civil. And my rule of thumb here would be not to match somebody's lack of civility. You have that decision to make and you have that choice that you can make as the CEO, remember, of your life and your business. You can stop and disrupt the conversation in its tracks and you can try and turn it around and navigate it in a direction that is more positive, more constructive. Um, you know, I don't think that many conversations that are emotionally charged, uh, specifically when it comes to business, that they can be really, really productive if you're getting bogged down by the emotions and then you're going off on tangents. And now, rather than really addressing the issue that's before you, you now have to address the tone on top of the issue. You have to address the nastiness on top of the issue and, you know, stand up for yourself or what have you. So try not to match that lack of civility and really disrupt it by turning around and saying, I disagree with your position or, I, you know, please, this does not have to get to an adversarial or confrontation, confrontational um, discussion. Like, I really like to have a civil conversation with you. Just try and pause it and don't stoop to that level of, you know, the person that you're speaking with. And you know what, for this just made me think of, especially with what we do, like say, like in a mediation or something like that, and say your clients are very emotional 
about, you know, either they're getting sued or they're suing somebody. They had something happen. The situation is um, very emotional for them. And sometimes it's hard for the client to control their emotion because it's just, you know, it's something important or upsetting or whatever to them. And so as the attorneys, I think it's important also not to match that level of the client. Like you, you are hired to represent somebody. And at least for me over the years, I've been, I've had plenty of clients that I was very close with and very, very involved in whatever matter I was handling for them and seeing what happened to them was very upsetting. Um, but you kind of have to keep yourself like high level and not adopt the emotion. Um, because I found that when you are, you know, matching that emotional level instead of rising above it and just staying professional, it's actually worse for the case. It's been harder to settle. It's harder to deal with the attorneys. Um, so I think that, you know, it's important to also not match that level of emotion in certain circumstances that can be very emotional. And I think too, just one more thing on this point, um, Laura, you kind of hit it on the head because now in remembering, and if you guys remember, if you listen to the first episode, Laura and I have been working together for a bazillion years. <laughs> and I, Laura was one of my mentors, one of my attorneys that I looked up to when I was just a baby attorney. And whenever I would have an issue where I'd be like, Laura, storming into her office, like, I can't believe this guy, or I can't believe this woman. And she would turn around and be like, just don't respond to him. Like, just don't say anything. Just kill him with kindness. You know, she was the one who taught me how to respond to those. And you could take classes, you can do all those things. You can take CLEs on how to negotiate, how to, you know, communicate, blah, blah, blah. But if you're modeling that for somebody else, so let's say your team members, for your associates, for other partners in your business, um, they will gravitate to that kind of attitude and that kind of conversation. So for me, I was very fortunate to see Laura and see other attorneys that we worked with in the past, nine times out of 10, no matter how devastating of an issue their client was dealing with, they were rising to the level of professionalism that was required to do the best job for the client. And I have to say that it took me a lot of years to develop. It's almost like a discipline, right? right? So it took me a lot of years to develop that discipline because when I was, I've always been a litigator my whole career. And um, when I was younger, I had a tendency to snap right back. Um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> And it still happens once in a while, but certainly not as frequently as I did earlier in my career. So it took me years to develop that. And now I've gotten really, I have to say, I've gotten really good at it, you know, drawing boundaries um, and not adopting the nastiness in the conversation. And one thing that helps me deal with that is my 24-hour email rule. Um, it really could be... Take out a pencil and a piece of paper. Okay, you need to write this down and take notes. This is going to be mind-changing and life-changing. It is. you know, And you know what? It doesn't just apply to emails. No. So it could apply to phone calls, text messages. Um, and it actually happened to me yesterday. I was out yesterday. I had to get a, a medical procedure. And so, you know, I was not working. But I got an email in the morning with some a contract that I'm negotiating from the other side and I, I'm like, is it, what? It was, I was so annoyed about the, the response, what he was proposing, everything. And my rule of thumb now is 
rather than firing back right away, I wait. Sometimes 24 hours. Now, sometimes you can't, sometimes you don't have that luxury. It's something that has to be dealt with right away. But um, I try to wait 24 hours. I I cool off (laughs) after reading the email and I just wait to respond. And my response 24 hours or however many hours later to the email is, I know, so much better uh, than it would have been had I just fired back right away because I was annoyed about it. And so, and that goes for phone calls too. Like I got some phone calls lately or or voicemails that um, I could have responded to right away and just gone right back, but I waited. And if I have to wait a day, if it's not an emergency, I wait a day because it makes a difference um, in terms of how people perceive you. Because if you wait to respond and you don't just fire back, um, it's so much more professional and at a higher level than just going right back at them right away. So if you can wait, (laughs) I know it's so, it's so hard because sometimes you just want to fire back. Or even if you, you know, are a manager or a boss and you have employees that work for you and, you know, they email you or call you with an issue that really aggravates you. If you can just wait a little bit to respond. Um, Because most likely if you wait that little bit, it'll turn into a much more productive conversation. And this is, I think, the epitome of showing how in control you can be. Like that is a choice, that is a decision that you are making with complete control that you can then turn around and say, I'm going to wait to respond so that I can respond as the best version of myself in 12 hours, 24 hours, however long it really takes. Um, you know, I, I just laugh though, because listening to this, I will never forget the first time that Laura implemented the 24 hour rule. And I'm not kidding you. I had just walked in into the office. Laura always got to the office before me at our old firm. And I walked into the office and I put my bags down. All of a sudden I heard her like sigh, like this huge, like outburst. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> this is not good. It's like eight, eight thirty. This is not good. And I walk in there and she just tells me, I'm not responding to this. I had decided I'm going to wait 24 hours to respond to this email. I cannot address it right now because if I do, the response I'm going to give this specific attorney is not going to be pleasant. <laughs> going to be absolutely terrible. And I honestly, I so appreciated that. And I so appreciated the fact that she was so willing to take a step back and take the pause and really try to ground herself and not speak from the emotion because truthfully it is nine times out of 10. It's not going to be the best response that you could have given. You're not thinking straight. You need to interrupt that emotional response in your body and say, I need to come from a place of being really rational. Yeah. Because when you get an email like that um, or a phone call or something that really aggravates you, it's hard, mm-hmm. really hard to maintain composure. Yeah. And like that day, I, I don't remember that story. I'm sure it happened many times, mm-hmm. um, but it's true. Like this has been ongoing for, for a couple of years now, this rule that I implement. And I have found that it really, really helps. So if you you know are in a profession like we are that can sometimes be um, adversarial and uncivil, Um, you know, I think it's important to work on, um, you know, adopting 
this practice of not, not firing back right away, not responding right away, because you will be much better for it. Your clients will be much better for it. Sometimes you have to talk them off the ledge, mm-hmm. right? If a client calls you so emotional, so even if they're mad at you, they think you did something, you didn't respond in time, where, why aren't you responding to my emails? You know, there's like a million different things. Um, but you have to try to remain calm, have a civil conversation, because that's going to get you much further than uh, firing back right away and having it end up worse than it could have been if you just dealt with it a little nicer. (laughs) Absolutely. So those are our tips for today. Um, We think it's really important to, you know, take a look at all your relationships, all your conversations and decide how you want to show up in them um, because it will make um, a change, a more positive change in your life. If you just start, you know, adopting a, an, uh, an attitude of civility and just treating people with respect. And when somebody doesn't treat you with respect, take a step back and figure out exactly the best way to respond because you'll be much better off for it. Thanks for spending some time with us this week. And we'll talk to you during our ne- next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Be the CEO of Your Life and Business podcast. If you have not already done so, be sure to leave us a rating and review so that we can reach even more businesswomen just like you. We will see you again next Monday for a brand new episode.